Chapter 11, verses 11 through 24 of Catina Aria, Commentary on the Four Gospels Collected of the Works of the Fathers by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verse 11. Verily I say unto you, Among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Chrysostom. Having first delivered the prophet's testimony in praise of John, he rested not there, but added his own decision respecting him, saying, Among them that are born of women, there has not arisen a greater than John the Baptist. Rabbin, as much as to say, What need to recount one by one the praises of John the Baptist? I say verily unto you, Among them that are born of women, etc. He says women, not virgins. If the same word mulular, which denotes a married person, is anywhere in the Gospels applied to Mary, it should be known that the translator has there used mulular for femina, as in that woman, behold thy son, Jerome. He is then set before all those that are born in wedlock, and not before him who was born of the Virgin and the Holy Spirit. Yet these words, there has not arisen a greater than John the Baptist, does not imply that John is to be set above the prophets and patriarchs and all others, but only makes him equal to the rest. For it does not follow that because others are not greater than him, that therefore he is greater than others. Pseudo Chrysostom. But seeing that righteousness has so great deepness that none can be perfect therein but God only, I suppose that all the saints tried by the keenness of the divine judgment, rank in a fixed order, some lower, some before other. Whence we understand that he hath none greater than himself, is greater than all. Chrysostom. That the abundance of this praise might not beget a wrong inclination in the Jews to set John above Christ, he corrects this, saying, He that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Augustine. The heretic argues from this verse to prove that since John did not belong to the kingdom of heaven, therefore much less did the other prophets of that people, than whom John is greater. But these words of the Lord may be understood in two ways. Either the kingdom of heaven is something which we have not yet received, that namely of which he speaks, Come ye blessed of my Father, receive the kingdom, because they in it are angels. Therefore, the least among them is greater than a righteous man who has a corruptible body. Or, if we must understand the kingdom of heaven of the church, whose children are all the righteous men from the beginning of the world until now, then the Lord speaks this of himself, who was after John in the time of his birth, but greater in respect of his divine nature and supreme power. According then to the first interpretation, it will be pointed he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. According to the second, he who is less than he is in the kingdom of heaven greater than he. Chrysostom. The kingdom of heaven, that is, in the spiritual world and all relating thereto. But some say that Christ spoke this of the apostles. Jerome. We understand it simply that every saint who is already with the Lord is greater than he who yet stands in the battle. For it is one thing to have gained the crown of victory, 
another to be yet fighting in the field. Verses 12 through 15. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Gloss, that what he had last said should not lead any to suppose that John was an alien from the kingdom of heaven, he corrects this by adding, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Gregory, by the kingdom of heaven is meant the heavenly throne, whether when sinners defiled with any evil deed return in penitence and amend themselves, they enter as sinners into the place of another and take by violence the kingdom of heaven. Jerome, because John the Baptist was the first who preached repentance to the people, saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Rightly, therefore, from that day forth, it may be said that the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. For great indeed is the violence, when we who are born of earth seek an abode in heaven, and obtain by excellence what we have not by nature. Hilary, Otherwise the Lord bade his apostles go to the lost sheep of Israel, but all their preaching conveyed profit to the publicans and sinners. Therefore the kingdom suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For the glory of Israel, due to the fathers, foretold by the prophets, offered by Christ, is entered and held by force by the might of the Gentiles. Chrysostom. Or all who come thereto with haste take by force the kingdom of God through the faith of Christ. Whence he says, from the days of John until now, and thus he brings them in haste to his faith, and at the same time adds support to those things which had been spoken by John. For if all things were fulfilled and told John, then is Jesus he that should come. Wherefore he adds, all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. Jerome, not that he cuts off all prophets after John, for we read in the Acts of the Apostles that Agabus prophesied, and also four virgin daughters of Philip, but he means that the law and the prophets whom we have written, whatever they have prophesied, they have prophesied of the Lord. That, he says, prophesied until John, shows that this was now the time of Christ's coming, and that whom they had foretold should come, him John showed to be already come. Chrysostom. Then he adds another token of him, saying, And if ye will receive it, this is Elias who was to come. The Lord speaks in Malachias, I will send you Elias the Tishbite, and of the same again, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face. Jerome. John then is said to be Elias, not according to the foolish philosophers and certain heretics who bring forward their metempsychosis, or passing of the soul from one body to another, but because, as it is in another passage of the gospel, he came in the spirit and power of Elias, and had the same grace and measure of the Holy Spirit. But in austerity of life and fortitude of spirit, Elias and John were alike. They both dwelt in the desert. Both were girded with a girdle of skins. Because he reproved Ahab and Jezebel for their wickedness, Elias was compelled to fly because he condemned the unlawful union of Herod and Herodias. 
John is beheaded. Chrysostom, if ye will receive it, showing their freedom and requiring of them a willing mind, John the Baptist is Elias, and Elias is John, because both were forerunners of Christ. Jerome, that he says this is Elias is figurative, it needs to be explained, as what follows shows, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Rigmig, as much as to say, whoso has ears of the heart to hear, that is, to understand, let him understand. For he did not say that John was Elias in person, but in the spirit. Verses 16 through 19. But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets, and calling unto their fellows, and saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He hath a devil. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. Hilary. The whole of this speech is a reproach of unbelief, and arises out of the foregoing complaint, that the stiff-necked people had not learned by two different modes of teaching. Chrysostom. Whence he puts this question, showing that nothing had been omitted that ought to be done for their salvation, saying, To whom shall I liken this generation? Gloss. By this generation he means the Jews together with himself and John. As though he had said, John is thus great, but ye would believe neither him nor me, and therefore to whom shall I liken you? Rigmig. And straightway he answers himself, saying, It is like unto children sitting in the marketplace, crying unto their fellows, and saying, We have played music to you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned, and ye have not lamented. Hilary, by the children are meant the prophets, who preached as children in singleness of meaning, and in the midst of the synagogue, that is, in the marketplace, reprove them, that when they played to those to whom they had devoted the service of their body, they had not obeyed their words, as the movement of the dancers are regulated by the measures of the music. For the prophets invited them to make confession by song to God, as it is contained in the song of Moses, of Isaiah, or of David. Jerome. They say, therefore, we have played music to you, and ye have not danced. I.e., we have called on you to work good works to our songs, and ye would not. We have lamented and called you to repentance, and this ye would not, rejecting both preaching, as well as exhortation to virtue, as of repentance for sin. Rigmig. What is that, he says, to their fellows? Were the unbelieving Jews then fellows of the prophets? He speaks thus only because they were sprung of one stock. Jerome. The children are they of whom Isaiah speaks. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me. These children then sit in the marketplace, where are many things for sale, and say, Chrysostom, we have played music to you, and ye have not danced. That is, I have showed you an unrestricted life, and ye are not convinced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. That is, John lived a hard life, and ye heeded him not. Yet does not he speak one thing, and I another, but both speak the same thing because both have one and the same object. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he hath a demon. 
the son of man came etc augustine i would that the manichaeans would tell me what christ ate and drank who here speaks of himself as eating and drinking in comparison of john who did neither not indeed that john drank nothing at all but that he drank neither wine nor strong drink but water only not that he dispensed altogether with food but that he ate only locusts and wild honey whence then it is said of him that he came neither eating nor drinking except that he used not that food which the jews used unless therefore the lord had used this food he would not have been said to have been in comparison of john eating and drinking it would be strange that he who ate locusts and honey should be said to come neither eating nor drinking and that he who ate only bread and herbs should be said to come eating and drinking chrysostom he says therefore jesus came as much as to say i and john came opposite ways to do the same thing as two hunters chasing the same animal from opposite sides so that it might fall into the hands of one of them but all mankind admire fasting and severity of life and for this reason it was ordained from his infancy that john be so brought up that the things that he should say should receive credit the lord also walked in this way when he fasted forty days but he had other means of teaching men to have confidence in him for it was a much greater thing that john who had walked in this way should bear witness to him than he himself should walk in that way again john had nothing to show besides his life and his righteousness whereas christ had also the witness of his miracles leaving therefore to john the representation of fasting he himself walked in a contrary way entering to the table of the publicans and eating and drinking with them to rome if fasting pleases you why were you not satisfied with john if fullness why not with the son of man yet one of these ye said had a demon the other ye called a gluttonous man and a drunkard chrysostom what excuse shall then be given for them therefore he adds and wisdom is justified of her children that is though ye were not convinced yet have ye nothing whereof to accuse me as also of the father the prophet speaks that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings for though naught be effected in you by that goodness which is extended to you yet he fulfils all his part that you may not have the shadow of excuse for your ungrateful doubt jerome wisdom is justified of her children i e the dispensation or doctrine of god or christ himself who is the power and wisdom of god is proved by the apostles who are his children to have done righteously hilary he is wisdom itself not by his acts but by his nature many indeed evade that saying of the apostles christ is the wisdom and power of god by saying that truly in creating him of a virgin the wisdom and power of god were shown mightily therefore that this might not be so explained he calls himself the wisdom of god showing that it was verily he and not the deeds relating to him of whom this was meant for the power itself and the effect of that power are not the same thing the efficient is known from the act augustine or wisdom is justified of her children because the holy apostles understood that the kingdom of god was not in meat and drink but in patient enduring 
such persons neither does abundance lift up nor want cast down but as paul spoke i know how to abound and to suffer want jerome some copies read wisdom is justified of her works for wisdom does not seek the witness of words but of works chrysostom you should not be surprised at his using trite instances such as that respecting the children for he spoke to the weakness of his hearers as ezekiel spoke many things adapted to the jews but unworthy of the greatness of god hilary mystically neither did the preaching of john bend the jews to whom the law seemed burdensome in prescribing meats and drinks difficult and grievous having in its sin which he calls having a demon for from the difficulty of keeping it they must sin under the law nor again did the preaching of the gospel with freedom of life in christ please them by which the hardships and burdens of the law were remitted and the publicans and sinners only believed in it thus then so many and so great warnings of all kinds having been offered them in vain they are neither justified by the law and they are cast off from grace wisdom therefore is justified of her children by those that is who seize the kingdom of heaven by the justification of faith confessing the work of wisdom to be just that it has transferred its gift from the rebellious to the faithful verses twenty through twenty four then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not woe unto thee chorazan woe unto thee bethsaida for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in tyre and sidon they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes but i say unto you it shall be more tolerable for tyre and sidon at the day of judgment than for you and thou capernaum which art exalted unto heaven shalt be brought down to hell for if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in sodom it would have remained until this day but i say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of sodom in the day of judgment than for thee gloss thus far he had brought his accusation against the jews in common now against certain towns by name in which he had specifically preached and yet they would not be converted whence it is said then began he to upbraid the cities in which most of his mighty works were done because they had not repented jerome his upbraiding of the towns of corosium bethsaida and capernaum is set forth in this chapter because he therefore upbraided them because after he had such mighty works and wonders in them they had not done penitence whence he adds woe for thee corosium woe for thee bethsaida chrysostom that you should not say that they were by nature evil he names bethsaida a town from which the apostles had come namely philip and the two of the chief of the apostles peter and andrew james and john jerome in this word woe these towns of galilee are mourned for by the saviour that after so many signs and mighty works they had not done repentance robin Chorazam, which is interpreted by mystery and bethsaida the house of fruits or the house of hunters are towns of galilee situated on the shore of the sea of galilee the lord therefore mourns for these towns which once had the mystery of god and which ought to have brought forth the fruit of virtues and into which spiritual hunters had been sent to rome and to these are preferred tyre and sidon 
cities given up to idolatry and vices. For if the mighty works which have been done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have long ago done penitence in sackcloth and ashes. Gregory. And sackcloth is the roughness, which denotes the pricking of the conscience for sin. Ashes denote the dust of the dead, and both are wont to be employed in penitence, that the pricking of the sackcloth may remind us of our sins, and the dust of the ash may cause us to reflect what we have become by judgment. Robin, Tyre and Sidon are cities of Phoenicia. Tyre is interpreted narrowness, and Sidon hunting, and denote the Gentiles whom the devil, as a hunter, drives into the straits of sin. But Jesus the Savior sets them free by the gospel. Jerome. We ask where it is written that the Lord did wonders in Chorazim and Bethsaida. We read above, and he went about the towns and villages, healing all sicknesses, etc. Among the rest, therefore, we may suppose that he wrought signs in Chorazim and Bethsaida. Augustine. It is not then true that his gospel was not preached in those times and places in which he foreknew that all would be such, as were many in his actual presence, who would not even believe on him when he raised men from the dead. For the Lord himself bears witness that they of Tyre and Sidon would have done penitence in great humility had the wonders of the divine power been done in them. Moreover, if the dead are judged according to those deeds which they would have done had they lived, then because these would have believed had the gospel been preached to them with so great miracles, surely they should not be punished at all, and yet in the day of judgment they shall be punished. For it follows, I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. Those then shall be punished with more, these with less severity. Jerome. This is because Tyre and Sidon had trodden underfoot the law of nature only. But these towns, after they had transgressed the natural and written law, also made light of those wonders which had been wrought among them. Rabban. At this day we see the words of the Savior fulfilled. Chorazam and Bethsaida would not believe when the Lord came to them in person. But Tyre and Sidon have afterwards believed on the preaching of the apostles. Rigmig. Capernaum was the metropolis of Galilee, and a noted town of that province, and therefore the Lord mentions it particularly, saying, And thou, Capernaum, shalt thou indeed be exalted to heaven. Thou shalt go down even to hell. Jerome. And other copies we find, And thou, Capernaum, that art exalted to heaven, shall be brought down to hell. And it may be understood in two different ways. Either thou shalt go down to hell, because thou hast proudly resisted my preaching, or thou that hast been exalted to heaven by entertaining me, and having my mighty wonders done in thee, shall be visited with the heavier punishment, because thou wouldest not believe even these. Rigmig. And they have made the sins not of Sodom only and Gomorrah, but of Tyre and Sidon light in comparison, and therefore it follows... For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would perhaps have remained until this day. Chrysostom. This makes the accusation heavier, for it is a proof of extreme wickedness that they are worse, not only than any then living, but than the wickedness of all past time. Jerome. In Confernum 
which is interpreted the most fair town jerusalem is condemned to which it is said by ezekiel sodom is justified by thee rignig the lord who knows all things here uses a word expressing uncertainty perhaps to show that freedom of choice is left to men but i say unto you it shall be easier for the land of sodom in the day of judgment than for you and be it known that in speaking of the city or country the lord does not chide with the buildings and walls but with the men that inhabit there by the figure of metonymy putting the thing containing for the thing contained the words it shall be easier in the day of judgment clearly prove that there are diverse punishments in hell as there are diverse mansions in the kingdom of heaven jerome the careful reader will hesitate here if tyre and sidon could have done penitence at the preaching of the saviour and his miracles they are not in fault that they believe not the sin in his who would not preach to bring them to repentance to this there is a ready answer that we know not god's judgments and are ignorant of the sacraments of his particular dispensations it was determined by the lord not to pass the borders of judea that he might not give the pharisees and priests a just occasion of persecuting him as also he gave commandment to the apostles go not into the way of the gentiles chorazam and Bethsaida are condemned because they would not believe though christ himself was among them tyre and sidon are justified because they believed his apostles you should not inquire into the times when you see the salvation of those that believe rigmig you may also answer in another way there are many in chorazam and Bethsaida who would believe and many in tyre and sidon who would not believe and therefore were not worthy of the gospel the lord therefore preached to the dwellers in chorazam and Bethsaida that they who were to believe might be able and preach not in tyre and sidon lest perhaps they who were not to believe being made worse by contempt of the gospel should be punished more heavily augustine a certain catholic disputant of some note expounded this place of the gospel in the following way that the lord foreknew that they of tyre and sidon would fall from the faith after they had believed the miracles done among them and that therefore in mercy he did not his miracles there because they would have incurred the heavier penalty had they lapsed from the faith after having held it than if they had never held it at all or otherwise the lord surely foreknew his mercies with which he designs to deliver us and this is the predestination of the saints namely the foreknowledge in making ready the mercies of god by which they are most certainly saved whosoever are saved the rest are left to the just judgment of god in the general body of the condemned where they of tyre and sidon are left who might have believed had they seen christ's many miracles but since it was not given them that they should believe therefore that through which they might have believed was also withheld from which it appears that there are certain who have in their dispositions by nature a divine gift of understanding by which they would be moved to faith if they should either hear words or see signs adapted to their minds but if they be not by the high sentence of god set apart from the mass of perdition through the predestination of grace then neither words nor works are set before them by god which yet could they have seen or heard them would have stirred them to believe 
in this general mass of perdition are the jews also left who could not believe so great and manifest wonders wrought before their eyes and the cause wherefore they could not believe the gospel hath not hidden speaking thus though he did so great miracles before them yet could they not believe as elias said i have blinded their eyes and hardened their heart not in this way then were the eyes of they of tyre and sidon blinded or their heart hardened for they would have believed had they seen such wonders as these saw but it profited those not that they could not have believed for that they were not predestined neither would it have been any hindrance to these that they had not power to believe had they been so predestined that god should have enlightened their blindness and taken away the heart of stone from within them id luke also gives this as spoken in continuation of some other of the lord's discourses from which it appears that he has rather followed the actual order of events matthew to have followed his recollection or the words of matthew then began he to upbraid the towns must be taken as some think as expressing some particular time by the word then but not referring generally to that time in which the many other things here told were done and said whoever therefore thinks thus must suppose that this was spoken twice and when we find in the same evangelist some things spoken by the lord at two different times like that in luke concerning the not taking a script for their journey what wonder is it if anything else which was spoken twice is found once severally in two several gospels in the actual connection in which it was spoken which connection is different because they are two different occasions on which it is related to have been spoken end of chapter 11 verses 11 through 24